Well, welcome back to Two Beards in a Bible. I'm John Sueno. I'm Dave Tenney. And we are looking at Luke chapter 22, you said. Yes. Um, starting at verse 39. Um, last time I started reading first, do you want me to read again? Sure. Read through, uh, we'll just read through 46. Okay. Very good. So starting at verse 39. Coming out, he went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed. And his disciples also followed him. When he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. When he rose up from prayer and had come to his disciples, he found them sleeping from sorrow. Then he said to them, Why do you sleep? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. Okay. So, the last episode, Jesus prayed. And now he's in the garden praying again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, this all makes sense because he's he knows what's going to happen, you know. And um, this is, the, the I guess, one of the things that, that always I always try to think about is that it says he went to the Mount of Olives, which is like a, it was like a hilltop, wasn't mm -hmm. it? Right. He says, as he was accustomed, like mm -hmm. this was like, he went to this one place to pray and he had a custom of doing this. Yeah, must have been a peaceful place. Maybe it yeah. was one that, you know, there's, you know, places that I enjoy. There's places I've been on hikes and so on that I return to yeah. from time to time because I, I find them to be peaceful and beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I think sometimes like in our own lives, we need to find some Mount of Olives that we can go and pray. Yeah. Wherever that's at. What, um, but, you know, he went to one place. You don't have to do that, but... That was a habit. There's an example of it. Mm -hmm. Not a bad idea for us to kind of mimic that. Yeah. Um, his disciples followed him. Um, and then when he gets to the place, he says, pray that you may not enter into temptation. Mm -hmm. um, does that happen? That people enter into temptation? Did the apostles enter into temptation? Yeah, I'm, they, they were human beings. So, um, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, certainly Judas did. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you're, you're, you're thinking of, uh, you know, the, the one that he had come out onto the water with him. That yeah, doubted Peter. Peter. He doubted. And, um, you know, so there he was tempted to, to yeah. doubt in, in a way there. Um, Peter again, you know, in denying Christ was soon right. after this they all leave him yeah right true you know um so he goes about a stone's throw away which would be 25 yards right mm -hmm. that's what i would say that's about as far as i'd throw a stone <laughs> <laughs> and uh he he prays this prayer and he says father if it is your will take this cup away from me yeah. Which which lets us know that Jesus did not want to go to the cross. 
Yeah. He did not want to do this. Right. He, he had to do it, but he didn't want to do it. And understanding, you know, the, the desire to save mankind, the desire to do the will of the Father, you know, was, was foremost in his mind, but the human part of him, and this is where, you know, we, we have a high priest, if you will, that, that can understand. That he understands it. Where, where we're coming from, <clears throat> and he understands temptation. Uh, so again, you know, he's telling, he's telling his apostles to uh, pray that they might not be tempted. Yeah. Well, he's kind of doing the same thing. You know, absolutely. He's, he's saying and doing. Yep, Absolutely. Um, he says, nevertheless, and not my will, but yours be done. And that's really, that's got to be our attitude, mm -hmm. you know, and there's, I, I think, you know, when we think about sometimes things we want to do, right? there are things that we want to do that may be fun, right? but they don't really align with, uh, with God's will. And right. uh, we got to be careful about those things. And that's, uh. You know, it's just fundamental to being a Christian. A lot of people, you know, it's easy in this day and time and this place that we are to be fairly comfortable as yeah. a, as a Christian. We aren't. We are tested, but not to not to the greatest degrees. You know, yeah. not not to the point that uh, you know, like like these apostles had really put up with some. Some direct, oh yeah, uh, uh, intervention from the world, I suppose you yeah. would say, and <clears throat> and and we may we may experience that in our life, but but uh, we we need to, I think, we need to pray as well. Yeah. Our prayer life needs to be such that that we also not enter into temptation. A lot of times, you know, we we find ourselves trying to like justify something that we want to do even though we know that right. maybe god wouldn't have like maybe you know like i like i before i was a christian i liked the movie the unforgiven mm -hmm. but when i think about that movie there's a lot of scenes in that movie that a christian's got no business watching right and so i don't watch that movie or a lot of other movies that i used to like because of those things of course there is a vid angel Right, which can fix a lot of things, actually. <laughs> but yeah, and and there's, you know, even even more emotional, emotionally uh, taxing things that we desire in our lives. You know, our children, you know, they they have things that they enjoy, and sometimes those things, you know, I'm thinking primarily of like sports, may get in the way nowadays of. The direct command of the Lord to assemble with the saints. Yeah. On the first day of the week. I'll throw another one out there, and 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 you see this all the time, especially during the fall and the spring. Is there's a lot of school dances. Right. And uh, you know, I I was young. Mm -hmm. I know what happens. I know what goes on. Right. Um. You wouldn't um. You wouldn't put the the things that go on at that dance up on the PowerPoint Sunday morning. <laughs> right. People would have a heart attack. I'm at the risk of sounding like the old codger that I am. Yeah. When I look at social media and see the pictures that people are posting of their children going yeah. to these dances, and especially with the young ladies, 
I don't understand why people let their children out of the house looking like that. Yeah. You know, it, it's, uh, and, and just as you said, we were both young. We were both not raised in the church. Right. Uh, we lived uh, worldly lives. Right. And we understand exactly, and any, anybody listening can understand exactly what happens at those places and what, what the whole thing is designed to do. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's... It's not, Even if uh, it didn't happen when I was a kid, I wanted that. You know, there were right. certain things I was hoping would happen. Right, and, you know? and 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 the whole thing is designed in that direction. It's not. It is. You can't look at that and say, "Well, this is a godly thing." Right, and that's that's all. You know, we we have, we've got to put the will of God above our own wills, and Jesus does this. Yeah. So you can send your rebuttals to. Yeah, uh, <laughs> with two beards in a Bible. And exactly, Gmail. exactly. Go for it. <laughs> we would love to hear from you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, he says that an angel appeared to heaven and it strengthened Jesus. And uh, you know, he needed that. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, he needed, and, and and I think a lot of times, you know, we we forget this when when we're going through something bad, we need. Other Christians, to lean. I, I've certainly called John many times when I've had something going on, and I'm like, I need to talk through this. Yeah, likewise. You know? and, yep. and, and you know, Christ, Christ is he's he's praying, he's speaking to the Father uh, about these things that concern him. Yeah. And you know, yes, an angel came to minister to him, to comfort him, to strengthen him. Uh, in thinking about the apostles, he asked them to pray so that they might not be. Uh, tempted. tempted. Yep. Absolutely. And who's to say? Now, I'm not not going to put words in the Lord's mouth and say that He would have sent an angel, but who's to say that you know by that prayer that we wouldn't also be strengthened, right? In in, in some way, even in in praying and thinking on the Word of God, the very Word brought to us by way of the Holy Spirit uh, through these men that we're speaking of. Um, you know, we can be strengthened by these things just the same. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that while we're while while we're talking about that, I think it's interesting. You know, this might be a lesson for for all of us, but maybe especially young people. You know, the Lord asked His disciples to do something, and they didn't. And then He came back and let them know that that's what I expected you to do. Yeah, you know, and that—that is—it's uh, exactly what he's expecting out of each and every one of us to, to listen to him, to yeah. obey what he's asked us to do. Yeah, and you know, it does say, um, oh, "Where are we?" Verse forty-three is where forty-three. Yeah, when he rose up and prayer came to his disciples, he found them sleeping from sorrow. In verse forty-five. Yes. So, you know, they're obviously sorrowful at this time. He's told them some things that were going to happen. Their minds are perhaps a little boggled because oh, yeah. of the, all the things that are happening. You can imagine the, the stress that they're going through. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so they, you know, naturally, when we get stressed, when, when I've had a hard day, when especially if it's a mentally taxing day, that's the first thing I want to do is go to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm exhausted. Done. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and um, so that's understandable. Yeah. Uh, but but again, how many times in the scriptures are we told not to be asleep? Right. But to be awake. Yeah. 
He says that Jesus prayed, and he says, then his sweat became like great drops of blood. Now, I've heard people say that Jesus sweated blood, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily say that. Yeah, it says it became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Yeah, I just think uh, he just was sweating profusely. Now, that could be, but there is actually a medical condition to where yeah. people under great stress, actually yeah. their little capillaries in your skin will break, and then you actually do sweat. The blood mixes with your sweat. Yeah, and, could be. And uh, that's what I think of, and, and that's what I kind of, that's what I kind of think that uh, that we're talking about here. Yeah. But I wasn't there, so I'll yield to the. Yeah, I don't. The, I, I wasn't. Don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can tell you if you're if you're if you're if you're not splitting firewood right. and you're sweating like crazy. Yeah. You're in stress. Yeah. Like in a seriously stressful. Right. You know, uh, a situation. So, and then, and this is a even the medical condition. It's very rare. You know, it, yeah. it happens to people like in in war, in mm-hmm. imminent great danger. Yeah. You know, that that's the point. The, the times when it has been manifested. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or made known. Made known. We yeah. we're using a lot of biblical <laughs> language here. So Some big know. words. <laughs> right. So then he goes to his uh, his his uh, disciples and he finds them sleeping. And he says, why do you sleep? Arise and pray lest you enter. And he just repeats what he said before. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's just. He knew, he knew they weren't sleeping because they were just like neglecting him. Right. They were, they were stressed out as well, I would imagine. They were right. And, and again, I think to us, we can take from that, that, you know, if we pray and we have that, you know, what, what does the prayer do that would keep someone from temptation? How, how would that? I mean, it, it opens up a communication line between you and God. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it kind of puts you in your place. It you know, makes he, you own whatever you're doing, too. Right. And here I am. I am a human being, and I'm, I am petitioning the great God Almighty through Christ to, uh, to help me through this situation. It kind of puts... Kind of puts us in our place and lets us realize that okay, yeah, you're going through something rough. You might not be able to handle this, but I can do all things through Christ yep, who strengthens me. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's flip over to or no, we're gonna we gotta continue on through fifty three. So I'll read that forty seven through fifty three. Okay. It says, and while he was still speaking, behold, a multitude, and he who was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them. And drew near to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When those around him saw what was going to happen, they said to him, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. That one of them was Peter, and the servant's name was Malchus. Right? So I'm I'm really good at this (laughs) Trivial Pursuit Bible stuff. Um, But Jesus answered and said, Permit even this. And he touched his ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, captains of the temple, and the elders who had come to him, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? When I was with you daily in the temple, you did not try to seize me. But this is your hour in the power of darkness. We'll stop there. Yeah. I I can't get over the statement there. Just imagine, put yourself into the... Into the shoes of Judas. 
And Judas comes near to kiss him. And before he does, Jesus says, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? If that wouldn't send a chill down your spine, if oh. that wouldn't be the, hey, wake up. Yes. <laughs> I, yes. That, that just sends a chill down my spine thinking about that. The other thing that blows me away about this, so, so if we were to read the account in John, we find out about Peter. Peter's the one with the sword, mm-hmm. and he cuts the high priest, uh, who is it? Caiaphas is the high priest. He cuts his servant's ear off with a sword. And Jesus performs a miracle in front of all of these people. He yeah. heals this man's ear. <laughs> How could you drag him, still drag him off uh, to jail? Yeah. Yeah. I ne- I'll never understand that. that that's the, the, the shield that human beings have the capability of putting up in, in light of clear proof that there is a God. Yeah that Jesus is the Christ and that we need to be uh, listening to him. It, it, People say seeing is believing, yeah. but it's not. Yeah, and the rich man and Lazarus, the rich man asking to send someone down to, to warn his family. Yeah. And they were told, no, he's got the law and the yeah. prophets. You know, the, these people had Christ yeah. incarnate right there with them. And As we and spoke yet, before, another Lazarus who was raised from the dead and everybody knew it. Mm-hmm. But that didn't cause him to believe. Right. And here we are again. Another undeniable miracle happens. And and, the, and if these Jews and elders actually believed in God, they would recognize that that would be the only place that that power could have come from. Right. But they don't. They obviously don't believe. Yeah. And, and really, that's like the at the root of the whole problem with the Jewish religion at this time is they actually had abandoned belief in God. Yeah. They just turned the law into just a regular old law like everybody else, like the Romans impose on people, or the Hammurabi Code or whatever it's called. Yeah. They just turned it into another law, but there was no faith involved in it. History does repeat itself, doesn't it? Yeah. You look around us today. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, Jesus accuses them of being robbers, and why do you think they had to come at midnight to get him? Why didn't they just grab him while he was in the temple? Yeah, well, seedy, underhanded things often happen in the middle of the night. They do. Yeah, they do. And uh, and, and you know, he even he says that. Well, you know, Jesus there in verse fifty one says, "Permit even this." You know, yeah. before he healed the. Before he healed the the uh, servant of the high priest, but um, uh, there in verse fifty two, have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? I mean, he's and he goes on. When I was with you daily in the temple, did you did not try to seize me? But this is your hour and the power of darkness. Yeah. You know, it's it's it's. I, I kind of think of that as well. It's your hour to shine. Go ahead and do what you're going to do. Yeah. But it's going to be short lived. Yeah. You know, it, it's. Well, and that's another lesson for us. Well, at times it may seem like the darkness has an awful lot of spotlight yeah. from time to time. Well, it this is its hour, yeah. but give yeah. it time. The this Lord, too shall pass. Exactly. The yep. Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Right, absolutely. <clears throat> so how are we doing on time here, John? Are we, we going to move the book into, oh, we're into position 14 here? 14 minutes? 19 minutes. Okay, we got 10 more minutes. All right. Okay, so let's go over to John chapter 18.
And the reason we keep skipping around is because we're going chronologically. And uh, the Bible is that not... means in order. It means in order, it does. <laughs> so, so we're reading this as the events are taking place. So, so Jesus is arrested in the garden. So now in John chapter 18, starting in verse 12. John, you read 12, 13, and 14? Yep. Then the detachment of troops and the captain and the officers of the Jews arrested Jesus and bound him. And they led him away to Annas first, for he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was high priest that year. Now it was Caiaphas who advised the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. Okay, so I have a little bit of history on that. So, and, but I don't, I don't totally understand this narrative. Mm -hmm. but I, but, so Annas was the high priest. For like 10 years, from uh, uh, 6 A.D. until 15 A.D. And uh, so he, you know, it's, it's like saying, oh, yeah, so-and-so was the president. He was, an, he was a respected person. And then his son-in-law, I believe, yeah, so he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas. Or, or, I don't know how you say it. Is, is it Caiaphas or Caiaphas? Caiaphas, Caiaphas, Caiaphas yeah. Yes, Caiaphas. So, so, so his son-in-law is the high priest. So they're kind of related. Mm -hmm. So Annas is this, I don't know if it was a, a um, like a, a show of respect. Is that why they took him to Annas first? I'll read you something from uh, Mr. Zur here. Yep. Uh, it says... Um, in verse 13, let him away to Annas first. There was no provision made in the law for law of Moses for more than one high priest to be in office at the same time. But in the days of Christ, the secular government was taking much part in the affairs of the Jews. In that arrangement, Annas was president of the Sanhedrin and Caiaphas was high priest. Verse 24 shows that Annas sent Jesus to Caiaphas in, in the bonds put there by the mob. Okay, so it was kind of like a they they had changed the law or a little yeah. bit, and now they've got this other position, and Annas is in this like secondary position of some sort. Just as just as you were saying, uh, just a few moments ago, that you know man, mankind often just forms their own rules yeah. and kind of forsake what was given. Yeah, in the law, absolutely. <clears throat> so they lead him away to him and. Uh, it was interesting here in verse 14, it says, Now Caiaphas, who advised the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. I think that's a prophecy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Sounds like a prophecy. Yeah. I think the idea, though, the, maybe the idea of why he said that was because um, uh, he's trying to put down this rebellion or something like, you know. Right. You know this this idea of 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 a new religion. Maybe he's he's trying to put down sort of a rebellion, and that's why he said that. But it, it sounds prophetical though, because what Jesus was that one man who did die for the people, right? You know, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay. And, go ahead. No, go ahead. We'll we'll move on. <clears throat> okay. Um, I'm going to start at 19. Okay. So this is John chapter 18. Now we're going to skip ahead a few verses. I'm going to read 19 through 23. It says, The high priest then asked Jesus 
about his disciples and his doctrine. So this is Annas still. Jesus answered him, I spoke openly to the world. I always taught in the synagogue. I think that's Caiaphas. Are you sure? This is verse 12, Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year. And then he was sent to Caiaphas. Nope. I think... I think the I think this is G, I think this is um, Jesus t still talking to Annas, because in verse twenty four it says then Annas sent him bound to Caiaphas. Nope, though. you're right. Okay, I should have known better. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Can I start over now? <laughs> Sorry John? about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let me try this again. Um. The high priest then asked Jesus about his disciples and his doctrine. Jesus answered him, I spoke openly to the world. I always taught in the synagogues and in the temple where the Jews always meet. And in secret, I have said nothing. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me what I said to them. Indeed, they know what I said. And when he had said these things, one of the officers who stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand saying, do you answer the high priest like that? And Jesus answers him, If I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. But if well, why do you strike me? Then Annas sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. So this is a reiteration. They, they speak of what's going to happen, and then now this is the the play-by-play. -play. Yes. So, yep. So it's, it, what you read was they take him to the high priest in a little background, mm -hmm. and now here's what happened when he was there. Right. Um... So see what you get when you study and you actually look into the things. It kind of lays out and makes sense. It does. <laughs> it does. It's not. It's really not that complicated. Right. Um, so, so he asks him about his doctrine, and Jesus says, "Hey, I've been totally open about all of the things that I've been doing. Why don't you ask one of the witnesses that 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 have yeah. that have heard all of these things? Why are you asking me?" Yeah. Because don't, don't we do that in, in courts today? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, you know. The, even the wisdom of man understands that, well, this yeah. is this is the way it should go. Yeah. You know, if somebody's on trial, the first thing they do is they bring a bunch of wit. They don't put the guy who's on trial out Did first. Did you do it? <laughs> yeah. No. They didn't. No, they don't put that guy on trial first. He's the last person to speak. They have all the witnesses first. Yeah. And, and I imagine it was the same way. And Jesus is saying that. He goes, why do you ask me? Yeah. He says, and who and, and those you have heard me, what I said to them. Indeed, they know what I said. Go ask some witnesses. And in reality, this guy probably had already heard what he had to mm. say. He knew what was going on. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> absolutely. So, and then, and then the guard hits him. Right. Because he didn't like that that answer. Yeah. Which uh wow. That's strong. Yeah. Um and that and if I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil, but if well, why do you strike me? Right. You know, that that um you know, understanding if that if that person that struck him understands who he struck later on, that should be something that yeah. You don't want to hit the judge of the world, right? Right. <laughs> so maybe, perhaps, he'd be one of the one of the thousands on the day of Pentecost. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> let's let's hope that that was the case. So now we're going to move over to I think 
Uh, Matthew chapter two. Oh boy, John, we're about out of time. Have we t- have we talked too? <laughs> We've much? talked too much. All right. So I can, uh, So next week we're going to start in uh, Matthew chapter twenty six, which will start the basically the trial of Jesus here. So we we've covered up all the events that led up to him being taken to Caiaphas, the high priest, and and we'll continue on after that. Yeah, if you stuck with us this long, you've seen that we've both worked together and, and learned things here. I know I learned something. Hopefully you have as well, and that you'll see fit to join us again next time. Thank you.